No, I actually gave my Guinness World Record medal to the Pope and I was the last person to greet him um, as we were all ending that, that, that day and I, I passed over my Guinness World Record medal with my foot, passed it on. I kind of had to hop there but because <laughs> I was holding it one foot and hopping on the other and then I passed it over to him and, and he was just, you know, thank you, thank you so much and I told him what I was giving him. So now I know it's in safekeeping. That was Mrs. Jessica Cox, an international advocate and speaker on behalf of persons with disabilities. And this is Father John Arnold, and this is another episode of Oral Valley Catholic. My name is Jessica, and I have grown up as Catholic as you can be, going to church every Sunday. And I am one of three children. I'm the middle child. When I was born, my parents were shocked at my birth condition because I was born without what most children would have, without both my arms. Jessica was born down in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and grew up as a member of St. Andrew's Parish there. Jessica has uh, taken her life story and was made into a movie called Right Footed, which you can watch for free on Amazon Prime. It's a wonderful movie about uh, this very stirring story. She travels around the world and she talks uh, about her disability, what she has learned about her disability and her faith. And so uh, it wasn't always easy. She's learned to drive a car. She owns and flies an airplane. And yeah, people pay her to come and talk to them and inspire them. But she has a story to tell. It was very hard in grade school to be among, well, be the only one in the school who was different without arms. And at the time I was wearing prosthetics and these prosthetic arms were, were actually very foreign to me because they were made with metal hooks and plaster uh, appendages. And so that actually even set me apart and made me feel more isolated than, than not having arms just having what many kids called robot arms. And there were times when kids would tell, call me names like Captain Hook or Robot Girl and these things that really, they don't sound as harmful, but for me as the person receiving those names, it was a, it was a hard, hard, there were hard times. Well, high school was a very insecure time. Um, and as a woman, and I'm sure all women can understand that, it's, it's a very difficult time when you're, um, you're very, very conscious of your own body and, and how you look to other people. And so being the fact that I was different, it made it even that much more difficult for me because I thought, you know, people weren't going to stare at me for a pimple on my face, but they were staring at me for my no arms. And I didn't want that attention because all I ever wanted to do was be one of the girls. And, and it was hard to do that with, with a different body. You can imagine the struggle that she had as a young girl and as a, as a young lady growing into womanhood. What made the difference? Really two things, her family and her faith. Well, it was definitely not something that happened overnight. Uh, my life was uh, a journey and uh, it was a combination of my family. It was a combination of my uh, faith that they instilled in me. It was a combination of really getting out there and getting exposure and learning to build up my self-confidence uh, through the means of different opportunities my mother gave me. 
But definitely faith was a foundation that allowed me to really come to acceptance and not only come to acceptance, but realize that what I have and what I was given with my different body was actually a gift and it could be used for the greater glory. And I'm able to witness that now as an adult every single day and see ways which God uses me and uses the fact that I'm different and that I stand out and that I draw attention to, um, and that I, that I catch people's attention. He uses that in a way to really um, help other people and it's amazing. Sister Jean Kerrigan, who attends our parish and was instrumental in starting the St. Mark's program for children and adults with learning disability, received her doctorate in the use of art, visual images to help uh, teach people who have learning disabilities. I asked her about this component uh, in the lives of families and children that really have these profound physical and, and uh, emotional and learning disabilities. And here's what she told me about the spiritual life of people with uh, disabilities. Their spiritual life has very much influenced my life because it's pure, it's honest, and it's, it's real. Um, like I mentioned to you before once, uh, Father John, they don't have to have faith. It's just they believe. And sometimes when things were rough for me, I could go to them and ask them, who is God? In fact, one time I asked a, a friend of mine uh, with a developmental disability, I said to her, Debbie, who is God? And she said, without hesitation, she said to me, God is teal blue and eats chips and dip. And I said, after just a little bit of a start, I said, well, what kind of dip? And she said, bean, of course. And I thought to myself, I walked away and I said, you know, that's a beautiful, beautiful vision of who God is because that God described her. She loved teal blue. She loved to eat chips and dip. And she said, that's who God is. And I thought, yes. That's the real lesson. God is in us. The spirituality uh, of people with disabilities is uncomplicated and real. And I, I've been blessed to be part of their lives and then part of their spirituality. Yvonne Hitchcock is a homeschooling mom in our parish whose child, Max, has uh, Down syndrome. He made his first communion here at St. Mark's last year, and I asked Yvonne uh, to talk about uh, Max's faith life and the role that St. Mark's religious education program has played in his life. Um, he has a very simple faith, and I feel like um, he just um, accepts things, um, and he understands a lot more than I thought he would and it was Mrs. O that really brought that to my attention. And, um, and just teaching, she brings him into the church all the time to show him things. And um, you know, when you come around, then he gets to know you. And I feel like it's, um, it's not foreign. He really participates. I asked Jessica to reflect on the role of her faith as she grew up and how that's helped her in her life now and the work that she does as she goes 
and speaks around the world on issues of disability awareness. It's a gift that needs to be shared. And, and if I, I mean, I heard from different people while I was in Egypt, but my last trip, a woman came up to me and she obviously is in a place where women are more oppressed than here in the United States. And she said to me, she said, you know, thank you for being hope, hope for us. And she was speaking on behalf of the many women there. And that was so wonderful to hear that. So why is St. Mark's having this February 1 Disability Awareness Conference? It's because over time, our church has not done a great job of reaching out to families and individuals who struggle with various disabilities. Uh, I was hoping that if we could get together and talk about it and hear stories about how the faith has strengthened people in their experience of their bodies and the disabilities that God has given them, that we might attract more people to St. Mark and open hearts and minds to the presence of God, even in circumstances in life that seem so difficult. So I want to turn for a moment to the role that family and faith has played in the lives of Jessica Cox and I think other people in our parish. I asked Jessica about the role that her family, especially her mom, uh, played in those difficult years that she described in grade school and high school? Well, one of the things my mom did um, really want me to do was, was get have the opportunity to do new things. And now, as an adult, any opportunity that crosses my path, it, you, I, you might, it might sound difficult to go scuba diving with, without arms or to go surfing, but any opportunity that crosses my path, I take up that opportunity because I know that in that journey of accomplishing it, in the end, there's a certain confidence that comes with achievement. And so that's something that my mom really uh, fostered in me as a child and now as an adult, I know that if there's time that I'm having a bad day, I say, okay, let me go out and do something, go on a bike ride and experience something new. And uh, it helps. Sister Jean Kerrigan and Mrs. Mary Ellen Ozak have seven plus decades of experience in working with people with learning disabilities. My aunt, uh, Sister Margaret Peter, who was in Sister Jean's convent up in Milwaukee, uh, died at the age of about 95 and spent um, her life teaching people with profound and multiple disabilities. I remember watching her when I went to St. Coletta's in Jefferson, Wisconsin, uh, working with this uh, woman who was about 45 years old. She couldn't see, she couldn't hear. She was smart, but how my aunt just patiently worked with her to open uh, her world uh, to uh, a bigger understanding of who God had made her to be. You know, there is no them and us. There's no us normal people and then other people have disabilities or whatever. There is only us. This is what humanity is. This is who we're called to evangelize and bring to the Lord. I asked Sister Jean what she thought uh, we should try to do as church uh, for people who have disabilities. Well, you know, I, I think at least they should have everything that every other child uh, and adult has 
in terms of opportunities in the church. I, I feel like they should be woven into the fiber of our church, not as exceptions that need to be taken care of, but as a real part of the spiritual family of St. Mark. I asked Yvonne Hitchcock uh, to just witness to the experience her family, and especially Max, has had in our uh, parish religious education program that's led by Mrs. Mary Allen Ozak. Um, she's really good because she's hands-on and she has a, um, everything she does has something to look at, to hold. Um, she's very solid, so she doesn't, she kind of cuts out all the fluff and she gets right down to the point and everything that she has is just very meaningful. And all the discussion is very centered on um, the lesson. So her unit studies are also um, very, um, uh, very much centered around whatever the, the subject is for that week. And so then she uses different modalities to get that across. And I feel like um, having all those different ways, he's really starting to understand more, much more than I thought he would because religion is so um, out there, you know. and, and Abstract. He, abstract, exactly. And so that's what um, she just makes it as, much, as concrete as can be. It's really nice that St. Mark's has a program here, and we've appreciated that a lot. Um, I feel like uh, uh, having that support is really important for uh, parents and to have Mrs. O and um, all the, her wisdom is, has been really helpful. Well, you know, it's hard for me to even explain at times how it is that I've I am where I am. I mean, I drove up here to do this podcast with my right foot on the steering wheel and my left foot alternating between the accelerator and brake. And I had, I mean, I didn't think twice about it. I just hopped in the car, buckled up my seatbelt with my foot and drove over here. Um, these things that come, that, that they came in, the, in, like I learned to drive, like teenagers would drive, but I was using my feet. And I do remember one time a motorcyclist was pulling right beside me and at first he, he he looked gave me the double take like is she really driving which this could be a hazard for a motorcyclist <laughs> seeing me drive with my feet and then he later went by and he had a thumbs up so <laughs> there are occasions when other motorists will try to communicate with me do you give people a big toe up <laughs> yes i do they don't quite know what it means it doesn't quite translate in the same way that a thumbs up does but i do why do you think people should want to come and think about the meaning of the body and the role that disabilities have in our culture. I think everyone can take something away from this. Uh, for one, people are unsure about how to react to someone who is differently abled or is disabled or handicapped, however you want. Actually, handicap is not politically correct anymore, but people are unsure. There's a lot of unknown and there's a lot of fear that is connected with disability. And people, if they want to understand more about it and how to be more of a community when it comes to have, having a mask, when you see someone who may be looking like they're drawing more attention to themselves, but they may not be able to control it. Maybe they have some kind of disability that doesn't allow them to sit still. You never know, but um, sometimes some of those behaviors uh, result in a lot of insecurities, a lot of um, how do I react to that or how do I behave around that? And I think it's just a great way to educate people to bring more awareness to it. So it's not something to be afraid of. And so what would you tell other parents 
about a religious education program for uh, children who have learning disabilities, special needs in learning. What would you tell them about our program? Um, I think it's fantastic. It's much more than I could have hoped for. Um, Mrs. O has um, a background in special um, as a special ed teacher, and her faith is very strong, and it really comes across. And I feel like um, it it just um, Max really enjoys the other the other children that are in there, and he really looks forward to it. Um, and that's not and he doesn't do board well. It's not boring. <laughs> And so that was the big problem with school was, um, you know, it was boring and he, you know, acts out and he runs away and, and he just can't hardly wait to come every Tuesday. I think this is a really good thing. You know, if people do want to plug into the, um, into the religious ed program here, I feel like um, I would really want to encourage them to do that. This has been another episode of Oral Valley Catholic and you can subscribe to the podcast by just going to the St. Mark the Evangelist Parish website uh, and uh, just look at our social media ministry right there on the front page and just follow the instructions. You know, I really appreciate Jessica Cox making the time uh, to talk with us and to volunteer her time to come and talk to our parish about the importance of evangelizing. Uh, people with disabilities, Sister Jean and uh, Mrs. O, as uh, Yvonne Hitchcock calls her, uh, have really given so much of their time to this beautiful ministry because these are God's people and uh, that this parish has a tremendous gift to give to our community. So I hope you're able to make it on February 1 and meet Jessica Cox, maybe buy one of her books, watch her movie, Right-Footed, which you can get for free on Amazon Prime, uh, and uh, come and support this great program just by your presence. Stay around for evening mass with uh, Bishop Kikanis at 5 p.m., where we'll celebrate and pray for all the people of our parish. Because remember, there is no them, they're just us.